Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going, my friend? Pretty good, Jeff. How you doing? I am doing well today. Um, what a interesting week, just in general. Um, yeah. I don't know about for you, but uh, you know the weather kind of sucked off and on. Yesterday was beautiful. Today we're back to you know probably going to rain for like four days. But yeah, I mean, good times. Grayson had her uh, talent show at school Thursday. It's the first time she had ever danced solo by herself uh, on stage, and she knocked it out. I mean, like she'd been doing it for you know forever. She really wowed a bunch of people. And the one thing I've I've said about this talent show and everybody's like, well, you know, how was it? I said, you know what? Here's the thing: there is a lot of really good talent at her school, and then there's also a lot of promising talent. Like they're not. Real great, but you can see where they're going to be when they have more practice yeah. doing whatever it is they do, whether it's whether it's singing, dancing, gymnastics. I think they, they had a couple of magicians. I mean, they you know if it's not if it wasn't like almost right there, it's going to be. It just they just need a little more time, and none of them really looked that nervous. A couple work as his first time, but you're like, well, once they get the nerves out, they'll really. You know, they're, they'll be able to and get that confidence. They'll really be belting it up for too long. So she was the only first grader <laughs> there. They had three kindergartners. And she, then she was the only first grader. Then most of them were either second, third, or fourth graders. Yeah. So. <clears throat> um, real quick, before I forget, I have to tell you an, an amazing – when I'm – I like to think of myself as pretty funny, and that is kind of braggy brag. But I'm not like Jokey McJokerson, like that can do stand up. I'm just one of those, like in the moment, I think of stupid, funny things. Yeah. There are moments where I'm like, you know what? This is so quick. It's like almost genius level of of good. Today, this morning in carpool, I believe was one of those times. No one else in the car will agree with that, but that's okay. They're all middle schoolers, so I don't expect them to. But hopefully the listeners will in, will appreciate this as much as I have the entire morning. So we're sitting in line, waiting for basically them to let us go up and drop the kids off and you know for school and everything. In the lane next to us, the other the other carpool lane next to us, there was a dog sitting in the back, and I'm like, oh, look at that cute dog, you know. So, of course, I'm like, hey, I wonder what grade it's in. Ho, 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 ho. You know, thinking I'm funny and stuff. And, you know, they're like, they're like, it's a dog. I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's fine. You know what? I said, I said, the dog doesn't go to the school. I said, it goes, it goes to a K through nine school. <laughs> See? Yes. Genius level. <laughs> it's so stupid but yet i i've been laughing about it. i'm like seriously who thinks who thinks k through nine and then k9 at the same time i'm like oh my god that's amazing 
was like, I don't care. I need to tell everybody. I get that. Literally. Yeah, yeah, I'm literally driving home from there going, I can't wait till we record. I can't wait till we record. I'm going to tell Patrick and whoever will listen. <laughs> like, Come for the movie reviews, stay for the dad jokes. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. <laughs> Added bonus. Speaking of which, I am wearing our A24 What Did I Just Watch shirt today for recording in honor of our the main feature attraction. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's, uh, but yeah, it's in which, to which you can get on Redbubble. Just search for our podcast and you will find it. Yay. Okay. End ad ish. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was, it was a good weekend. York went to York and his mom went to Kansas city to root on the Nashville soccer club, which they won. So go team. Go sports. And uh, yeah, they had a good time. We just more or less chilled. Oh, I did obviously take Grayson to go see Sonic 2, which we will talk about. And uh, yep, that's about it for me, man. How about you? Uh, normal week. Same thing about the weather last week. Just thinking it was December again. Like, what's going on? You know, like, came outside. It was kind of cool. Then it was raining. Then once it stopped raining, it just got cold, like yeah. miserable. And then, as far as Kyle, like last week, they just had a lot of tests, practice tests, and everything, mm. and ready for the end of the year. Um, she had some projects that she was like, before she had a group project, and it was her and a friend, two other friends, and one of them wasn't really putting in the work. And somehow, that person not doing the work affected the other two's grade, which I'm like, that's not cool. It should have affected her grade more than the two of y'all that actually did the work. But um, still a passing grade, just not as high as it would have been had everybody participated. And um, uh, Really getting so, them ready for real life, huh? <laughs> right. And so this past weekend, she had a solo project that she was doing. So I should hear from her sometime this week to see okay. how that turned out. Sweet. And um, yeah, other than that, just been a normal week. <laughs> normal week. Nice. Awesome, man. Um, so new episode, Moon Knight, dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? I mean, again, I'm still enjoying it. Um, I, I, like I was telling somebody Friday, this is going to be a series that I wish was longer than six episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's that's how it's going to be. And um, you know, we're just getting digging a little deeper into about Moon Knight and these different personalities and whatnot. Um, but yeah, just not knowing much about the character beforehand, it's it's still interesting to me yeah. to, to learn. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a fun ride for sure. And I'm so glad they cast Oscar Isaac for this role too because he's got such depth as an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes somebody like that to be able to pull this off because you are two... I mean, you're essentially playing two different... You've got... You're you're being paid to play two different people. (laughs) Like you're not... Which, you know, as we get into later in the episode... You know, it's very interesting and very difficult to do. And then, like, how do you keep, tr- like, how do you keep track of that in your head when you go to shoot for the day? Like, knowing that, okay, I'm playing this one today, maybe that one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, but you know, that's. Especially the scenes where he's kind of going back and forth with himself. Like, yeah. Like, the, you know, they, you know, they shoot one and then he's right. reacting. Yes. You know, vice versa and how they put it together to make it seem like. They're actually happening in, in real time. So 
takes skill. It does. And to kind of stay focused like that, too. So. Yeah. Oh, and I'll just say that he's a brilliant actor. And, uh, yeah, I, I love watching anything he's in. For anybody that still hasn't seen Inside Lewin Davis, it's a Coen Brothers movie mm-hmm. about Oscar Isaac as a 60s folk singer um, trying to essentially trying to make it. Uh, if you haven't seen that yet, you need to do yourself a favor and watch it. It's very Coensy, so it's got that kind of dry, hum- kind of dry, witty humor. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is still the one where him and Adam Driver and Justin Timberlake are recording an album or recording a single called "Dear Mr. President" <laughs> about a uh, uh, was it Kennedy dropping the bomb or something like that. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. So before Poe Dameron and Kylo Ren were were uh, going against each other in a movie. They sang a single together with uh, with Branch from Trolls. <laughs> Everybody's got a history. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, he's very good actor. So, and yeah, I think I'm really enjoying Moon Knight. I think it's uh, doing pretty good. I, I like where it's going. Uh, let's see. Have you got caught up on Halo yet? I did watch kinda... the last. I watched the last episode. I watched the second episode. Okay. Oh, so I the guy that, that one. So, am I right that the guy did kind of look like Charlie Murphy a little bit? Said a not, little bit. I'm not. I mean, I'm not seeing. Like it I, would, was, I mean, I would. I wouldn't have made. I mean, just me personally, I wouldn't have made the reference, but I can kind of see where it could. Yeah, but. We we crazy. looked it up. And, we did look it up, and Charlie Murphy was actually a female Charlie Murphy that's in the show, and that's where I got it wrong, on many many levels. <laughs> I like Bokeem Woodbine. Like yeah, like Love first I was like, man, is he trustworthy or not? I mean, he still has an opportunity to maybe not be, but yeah, I think I like his addition to the role, you know, to this series because um, I don't know, he just pops in, does his thing, and it just it works. Yeah, and he's got a lot more pre well not a lot more. He's still in the third one, third mm-hmm. episode quite a bit too. Yeah. And <clears throat> you get more backstory on uh a lot more backstory on uh, the Master Chief's childhood and stuff like that. And his connection to the glowing alien thing artifact. So it's a uh, yeah, still doing pretty good. I'm curious where they're going with this because it's a lot more story and not as much like action action than it was the first in like the first 15 20 minutes of the you know the yeah. show. So I'm uh, I'm curious what they're planning on doing. Yeah. And then uh, so I watched a documentary. I know you. I hadn't got to say that in a long time. Hey, I watched a documentary. Oh, really? You watch documentaries? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a docu-series, so basically a documentary TV series, uh, on uh, Netflix called uh, Bad Vegan, Fame, Fraud, Fugitives. It is a four-part, five-part. It is a four-part docu-series on the Netflix after marrying a mysterious man who claimed he can make her dog immortal, a 
celebrated vegan restaurant tour finds her life veering off the rails. So <laughs> it's a it's done by the same people that did Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, you know it's going to be a little weird and kind of crazy. Let's put it this way. I told Ruth about it. Ruth watched binged it in like a day and a half. And I even rewatched a couple of the episodes because I was like, yeah, I'll happily rewatch this with you. Yeah. So. <laughs> Restaurant tour Sarma Melingalis uh, meets this dude. So she owns this, ve- this very popular vegan restaurant in New York City. Like a lot of who's who go, you know, used to go there. And she ended up befriending Alec Baldwin before he married his now wife. Um, and he kind of hit her on her a couple of times, but she wasn't interested. Um, but they stay friends and everything. And she, Sarma, actually ended up in, introducing Alec to his future wife. So he, of course, says, hey, I, there's this guy I know. I think you should try and go on a date with him. You know, should try and connect, blah, blah, blah. So she meets this dude named Shane, but Shane turns out to not really be his real name, but she doesn't learn it till for a while. She, uh, his name is, is it Anthony Stranges? Stranges. Uh, and he's basically conning the shit out of her, trying to say he's like black ops. And he was, you know, he, he's on the, he keeps leaving to go on these black ops assignments and that's why she, he, but he needs her to wire some money, as you do, yeah, when you're out of the country. And talking about he is a part of this secret, basically like a secret society thing, but it's not quite Illuminati, but it might as well be. And I need you to wire me ten thousand dollars. Well, when are you gonna pay me back? Well, it's staying in the bank like it's staying in a reserve place and once you i guess show that you are worthy they will let you in and then they will show you how to because she loves her dog i mean her dog is her life pretty much other than her restaurant yeah even more than this dude and so she starts believing that this guy can somehow make her dog immortal and never die so she keeps wiring this money to him they end up getting married so that they can buy a house. Yeah. Oh yeah. It gets from it goes from bad to worse. And things just repeatedly just go downhill and he just keeps telling her all the shit that you're like how does any reasonable person believe any of this? And yeah. you know, I told Ruth I go, "Listen, I said this lady is giving it. I mean, she's not helping you. There's not she's not doing any of y'all blondes any favors." That's <laughs> a right when you thought all the all the blonde stereotypes were kind of out of the mix. I said this lady's trying to bring him right back. I said she, I said she <laughs> y'all need to kick her out of your clan. <laughs> yeah, your blonde people clan because she's a uh, yeah. <clears throat> but it is very it's very interesting. I mean, it is bad shit crazy. I mean, I'll tell you that much for sure. It is definitely that. And again, it's only four episodes. You'll be hooked by the end of the first episode. You'll be hooked and want to watch the rest of this. 
especially when you find, especially for those of us uh, uh, that live in Nashville, you'll want to watch the end of, especially the last episode, to see where they end up getting caught. So, because they do get caught. I mean, it's a documentary, so it's not hard to look up how the story ends, but just to watch all this kind of unfold and play out is crazy. So highly recommend bad vegan fame from fugitives on Netflix. How about you? Um, Anything? I did watch the season finale for part two of Walking Dead's second set of eight episodes, and um, I thought it was okay. I mean, obviously, it's still got eight more episodes to go, so it's not much that it can leave off on that you wouldn't, I guess, see coming. Um, still, one of the better better seasons so far that they've had. So I'm curious how they end it, how they ended everything, everything wrap everything up, basically. Um, yeah, and then. Watch the most recent episode of Atlanta. It's gonna be a, this season. I think I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch because it's been kind of different. Because mm-hmm. so far the season, they've only had two episodes that feature the actual cast of Atlanta. And you know, the first episode was about the true story about the Hart family murders, and then this one was more about, uh, I guess you can say, reparations, where people, you know. I guess white America was getting sued by black America for like having slaves. Like if you have it in your family guaranteed, mm-hmm. you're going to be sued. It's kind of like, um, I think Tesla, someone from Tesla was being sued for whatever his family did. And so one of the main characters that they're focused on this episode gets sued for $3 million because his great grandfather was this woman's great grandfather, slave owner. And it's, it's just, it was interesting. I didn't know where they were going with this episode, mm-hmm. but it's just so far as just, I don't know. I might need to go back and watch the other seasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of layers, and um, but definitely, definitely more than what you see on the surface of, I guess, whatever you're used to. They're not right now. They're not even in Atlanta. They're in freaking think France, <laughs> as far as the main character, because because wow. uh, Paperboy's on tour, and um, but yeah, episode one, episode four had nothing to do with the main cast. It's just separate things to just bring awareness, I believe. <laughs> So, and um, one thing I did mention last time, I did watch the finale for Bel Air, and it did kind of end on a cliffhanger. Maybe not the cliffhanger I was expecting. Um, they did cover a storyline from the original where Will is reintroduced to his father, and they kind of—I still give it to the original show about how they did, how they went about that. This one was pretty, still intense. The person they had playing his dad. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, but it worked, but still it's kind of, I don't know. I just didn't see him in that role. I won't say who, if you haven't watched okay. it. And, um, but I'm still liking what they're doing with the cast, you know, they're their own, they're their own, like their own interpretations of the characters. And, um, they, uh, even had a couple surprise people pop up that I didn't expect to see. And so good solid, solid season. Okay. So I'm curious where they go with the next season. Cool, cool. That's all I've been watching. I got two episodes of Halo to catch up with last week, and then there was this week. And then this week. Yeah. Comes out. 
All right. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. Did you stretch? <laughs> Did, I need to stretch before we start, man. Mm. Speaking of layers. Yeah. It's, speaking of playing more than one character. All right. All right. Let's get into our first of our double feature uh, this week. Our first is everything, everywhere, all at once. If you have paid attention to any of either our podcast social media <laughs> or mine in general, you will know that I absolutely loved this movie and that everyone must see it. <laughs> it is the movie I feel like everyone needs to see. Uh, even if you're, it's because how do you say, even if you're not into this kind of movie, because it's so original mm-hmm. uh, and it's because it's tons of action a lot of surprisingly a lot of humor like i wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was but i was dying laughing within 30 minutes of this of this movie like it was so funny and it's very eight in in its very a24 kind of way it's very weird (laughs) hot dog definitely covers that (laughs) hot dog fingers is all you need to know to know that it covers it it, yeah (laughs) yes among other things now it is rated R, runtime of two hours and nineteen minutes. Yeah. To which I did not feel it, to be honest. Not at all. There was because no. it was going. There was too much going on for it to even take a breath. Honestly, it's a and lot even when it, mind going too, it's yes. like you're thinking of things and yeah, yeah. wondering how it's all going to play out. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it came out, uh, came out nationwide this past Friday. Uh, the eighth and it is uh, about an aging Chinese immigrant who is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. That is a very broad (laughs) uh, interpretation of the, of a synopsis. Like a two-hour episode of What If. <laughs> yes, pretty much. That's a better, Live more clear synopsis. Starring Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn Wong. Stephanie, I think it's pronounced Sue, as Joy Wong, the daughter. Uh, Kei-Hugh Kwan as Waymond Wang, or Wong. Uh, most people will know him as either Data from the Goonies movies or Short Round from Temple of Doom, uh, which was um, I was so delighted to see him in this movie. Yes. So and he was so amazing. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, legendary actor James Hong as Gong Gong, and then Jamie Lee Curtis decides to be in this movie. <laughs> like I see her on there. I go. Is that she looks a lot like Jamie Lee Curtis with. A bad wig and whatever kind of <laughs> whatever kind of uh, chest prosthetics they're using for her. Yeah. <laughs> As Deidre Bobirdra. Yeah, Bobirdra. Uh, and then Jenny Slate as Big Nose. Henry Shum Jr. as Chad. Biff Whiff as Rick. And then uh, a couple actors, which you and I will remember, Brian Lay and Andy Lay from the Paper Tigers. What, what? So, yeah. 
shout out to them yes and I was thinking about this as we were wa- as I was watching this movie. I was like, man, let's see if we could try and get them on. That'd be amazing. Yeah. But then I'm like, how do I discuss what it was like to film certain parts of this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's even a like a clip that I saw on uh, I'm, I'm Instagram. Sorry, I'm thinking about it. Uh, a clip from Instagram with Michelle Yeoh even talking about it, like this that particular scene yeah. and how that all played out and like nobody's gonna believe that this is what I did in this scene, you know, just going over right. that and like yeah. yeah, I'm just ah <laughs> it was just I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. Uh, it's eight twenty four. Yeah. What do you want us what do you want what more do you want? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can say. It's very A twenty four of them. <laughs> we'll just say in order for them to access powers you have to well, just not just not these two characters, but just the characters mm-hmm. in this film as they time hop or whatever you want time jump or I guess multiverse jump to access their, their other person in another multiverse. They have yeah. to like, like one character had to give himself four paper cuts yeah, to access a time because it, it, the actions you do in one world effect somehow can link you to your same person in a different multiverse yeah so they showed like a diagram and how that how michelle yo michelle yo's character in the alpha verse alpha world uh came up with this whole theory and that's how they basically were able to start doing time jumps and everything yeah so but no same action gets you the same part you know will have you access a different person so you have to do different actions to do different things to access People from other your your other person from other multiverses to gain that ability. So, yes. Yeah. Whatever they whatever it is they do because your care your person will be doing different will not be this obviously the same person because you take different paths as you if you think about your life right now and what if I would have gone made this decision instead of this one. Yeah. So it it uh. So whatever it basically takes that and then takes that path and then goes to see, you know, whatever, if you would have, like, if you moved away after college, if instead you would have stayed home yeah, and just got a job or gone to a local college instead of going away to college, you know, what your wife trajectory would have led you there and what you could have done and uh, stuff like that. So it, it accesses those <clears throat> skills of whatever you're doing then. So yeah. like in Michelle Yeoh's, character's uh case she was stage she could have become an act a uh, a martial artist and then become an actor uh doing martial art movies uh she, another one is she's just a, a hibachi chef at a restaurant yeah another one she's a dancer uh kimono no i don't know no, that's don't... right i think that's right a uh, a geisha there we go okay. that's that I'm, it's like there's a whole movie there's a whole movie about it Memoirs of a geisha. <laughs> like she, she's a geisha uh, dancer, and um, one where she's just a sign twirler for like a restaurant that's just out on the sidewalk twirling signs and stuff like that. So she has all these different versions of her. Well, for Brian and Andy Lay's characters, they had to basically have something that basically entered their their rectum, and that's how they 
and that's how they were ac- able to access that those powers. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're doing all this fighting with said thing still kind of poking out from from said area, and it's just stupid funny. It is. Uh, it just really, and that's the look at that. I gave a synopsis of the movie just to get to that point. Yeah, <laughs> I did essentially. <clears throat> Um, so basically the movie starts, uh, Evelyn and her husband, Waymond, uh, own a laundromat that's way behind on their bills and they're really struggling. Their daughter is a angsty teenager with a girlfriend. Their grandfather's there for, a, I couldn't, I couldn't remember if his grandfather was there for, he was there for a party for a visit for a party and. Yeah. So basically, it'd be Evelyn's dad. Sorry, uh, was there for a visit. He's older, so he's not all there. Um, but they're trying. <clears throat> they have a meeting with the IRS to basically talk about. You know, they're getting audited, so they have to go through all their receipts and paperwork and everything. They're getting lost in that, and you know, everything's just not going as planned. And they get to the IRS, and basically, uh, Wayman's character is—he wears his, you know, he basically he wears glasses normally, but then when he switches to the alpha version of Wayman, he takes his glasses off, put them in his pocket, and not only does the pitch in his voice change to a much deeper uh, mm-hmm. pitch, he is a lot more serious, a lot more in control. Uh, confident yeah a lot more confident um whereas you know just regular wayman's just kind of your kind of lovable nerd you know that's just very optimistic and just happy all the time even when things are bad he tries to find the good and you know the yeah the happiness you know the good in things whereas alpha wayman's very all right this is what you need to do you're in trouble you know, you are the only, basically, you're the only hope to help save the world from. You are the one, Evelyn. You are the pretty, one. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and so they had to put, like, these old school, like, <clears> mid, <throat> like, mid, uh, mid 2000 or aughts, uh, Bluetooth devices in. And that's how they kind of connect to the alpha people, the people in, that are trying to save everybody in the alpha world. Uh, and yeah, then they have, you know, he, so she's trying to pay attention to the, to Jamie Lee Curtis, who's, you know, the person that's in charge of the IRS they're dealing with and about how much trouble they're in. And it turns out that when they start getting, when people from the other multiverse are coming to attack, they end up jumping into Jamie Lee. So she ends up trying to fight. Evelyn, Evelyn doesn't know what she's doing until, you know, and so Wayman's having to try and protect, like, no, you need to access this because you need to do this. Yeah. And then it just becomes like a comedy of errors until she finally figures it out. And it, she starts accessing all these different versions of herself, but you also find out what it, you know, it has a lot of questions of like, what if, you know, basically, like you said, like, what if. It's yeah. a biggest a two and two hour and twenty minute version of what if, but yeah. just without Marvel characters. Yeah, because it explores what would have happened if she would have if she would have stayed home and not left with Waymond. Yeah, 
and you know, and same thing for him, really, because explores what would you know how his life would have also changed. Yeah, it seems like that moment was the catalyst for all these different for, awesome yeah, versions. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you think about because because this movie will make you think. It's like, wow, I wonder what which point in my life would have been my you know essentially my catalyst. Yeah, and then I think you know, like in the because you it. We all do this, you know. Well, what if I would have made these choices back X, yeah. Y, and Z? Everybody does that. It's just one of those yeah. things because it's it's sometimes fun to kind of wonder, yeah, but not dwell on it because just kind of reminisce and just like, yeah, reminisce and think about at, it. But back at this point, I had this decision. I took this path, but what would have happened if one of these other things happened? Right. What would that would have went? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because it's fun to think about, but it's not good to dwell on or just kind of. Like it's not something it. that you would ever do, but it's yeah, like, yeah. Because I think about it, but I'm like, I wouldn't be who I am now if I didn't make the choices I did. Everything exactly. happened. Everything happened that was meant to happen, and yeah, maybe there's another it's, version of me that did make this decision and is doing whatever, and good on this them. person did that, <laughs> and then cool. But this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. I'm and. Yeah. And it's one of those things too. It's like, well, I wouldn't have. And kind of, I and I tell people too, like especially people I train. I'm like, listen, I can tell you all the mistakes I've made, but that's, you know, should I? It's like, could I've done it differently? Yeah, I could have. But well, would I have learned anything from it had I done it differently? Probably not. I said that's why I, you know, any mistake I make, I always see it as a teaching moment, and you know as most mistakes really should be. They should be teaching moments because if you don't learn anything from them, then you're obviously doomed to repeat it. So if you, uh, that's why it's always good to listen when people are trying to give you feedback and so that you can kind of learn and be like, all right, well, yeah. Or, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe let me do my, <laughs> it's like, maybe I probably don't learn on my own, but, um, Please take it in. So if you're presented yeah. with a similar situation, like, Oh, Last time I did this and this happened, I didn't like that. So let me try something different. <laughs> let me try something new. Exactly. But this in the, I mean, and honestly, this movie also examines that too. This yep. didn't work the last time. <laughs> let me try this. Yeah. And then uh, see if this works instead. But for as complicated a story as far as trying to figure out what all is going on, it's still very much fairly simple. It's about trying to, you know, they're obviously trying to fix the future, future, but they also realize that violence isn't the way to do it, that you should, if you're going to fight, you fight with love and not fight with violence. And that's how you win, more or less. And that's how things get better. And so... It's the answer. It's, yeah, pretty much. Basically, love and hate <clears throat> don't, don't do anything but create more, you know... Sorry, not love and hate, but... Fighting and being mad at people all the time is not a way to, to solve problems. So, yeah. in that, um, you can always look at things that you, your life and realize that it's not the way you wanted it to, to be, but you need to recognize that there's ways you can change it. Yeah. It's kind of what this movie kind of, kind of the big, you know, element of this kind of, gets in on which is cool because it's for as crazy a movie this is it's 
the message is still there. And the fact that they were able to still have a message, (laughs) even with hot dog fingers. So weird. It was. But but like you were saying, um, ah, crap. I forgot where I was going with that. But saying like you, you have, you know, your life is what it is. It may not be what you want, but just appreciating what you do have. Because it could be a whole lot worse. <laughs> you know, yeah. could have nothing. Uh, I guess it's just appreciating what you have. Yeah. And, yeah. So, I, I love this. It says, to keep the plot details under wraps before the trailer was released, the official IMDb synopsis read, a woman tries to do her taxes. I said, I like that one better than the other one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, more to the point. Because <laughs> in the end, that's what it is, <laughs> ends up being. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, <laughs> so what, what is great is that, uh, K. Hugh Kwan delivers a subtle reference to his Indiana Jones character, Short Round, when Yellen and Ev want to snap out of it. This scene plays out exactly the same in the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when Indy is cast under a spell by Mularam. So, uh, so the Dan- when it when you see directed by the Daniels, mm-hmm. it's a uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner are the two Daniels. So it's not, yeah, uh, not like McGee or something like that. It's actually Daniels plural. Because <laughs> there are two of them. Uh, so they both uh, directed 2016 Swiss Army Man, which is also a weird movie. Uh, and then in 2019, Shiner directed The Death of Dick Long in 2019 by himself. So, uh, but yeah, so they actually uh, had Jackie Chan in mind to play Michelle Yeoh's character, but then they decided to gender swap it and then. Which I think worked out so much better. I, I, I yeah, I like I love Jackie Chan, but I'm glad they went with Michelle Yeoh because she's such a badass, and it was awesome to see her play a multitude of different roles in, in this movie. Because I'm this is something I thought about <laughs> while the movie was playing, and then afterwards I'm like, did they spend more on special special and practical effects or costumes? <laughs> in this movie there's so many everybody even yeah <laughs> right uh, they had a lot going on especially with the costumes <laughs> uh, but yeah it was awesome but I yeah I love this movie um, it's so weird but it's so just well done. Like the acting is awesome. I love uh, Stephanie Sue's uh, joy in this movie. She was able to play a number of different versions, but all of them were badasses. Like yeah. even just the emo, you know, even the emo teenager that is just joy, but yet lacks joy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, everything, everybody was great. It was so well done. Uh, the couple of people that I have recommended, you know, or that when I put it out that they need to see this, uh, that have gone and seen it, have loved it. 
So uh, all the praise. I'm ready for this to hurry up and get on VOD or get on either streaming or iTunes so I can go ahead and get it and watch it all the time. So. I almost went to see this again instead of the other one we're about. To yeah. Play. I was like, man, I kind of want to see it again, but I also kind of want to see this one because, you know, if I could talk about it. <laughs> I tried to get a couple of our friends to go see this instead of Morbius. <laughs> they they didn't listen. One of them yeah. still really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I was happy for him. I'm like, you. Uh, and I wanted to be like, well, if you like that, boy, do I have a movie that you'll absolutely love. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like so. I feel like if I'd known more, like just back on Morris, if I'd known more about that character, I probably could have been more critical than I was of the movie. But yeah, it was a, it was still there. Manageable to watch. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's it's a movie that exists indeed. Um, all right. So yeah, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Now in theaters, please go see it. Please tell us what you think after you have seen it. We would love to hear from you. Uh, next for our second double feature, we this will be my family movie night pick because I took Grayson to go see this as York was out of town this weekend. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 also came out April 8th with a runtime of two hours and two minutes, rated PG. I really think they screwed up with the title. The fact that they just went with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and not Sonic 2 Electric Blue Galoo is really a missed opportunity. Maybe they just didn't think of it. They needed someone of your thinking to think of that title. Damn. Well, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I guess not. Well, whatever. Um, So, yeah. So, Sonic 2... um, when the manic Dr. Robotnik returns to Earth with a new ally, Knuckles, the... I can never pronounce that. Is it... Enchidna? Enchidna? I uh, forgot how he said... It's, uh, Echidna. Echidna, okay. Echidna net. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Echidna made that movie. <laughs> uh, Sonic and his new friend Tails is all that stands in their way. Directed by Jeff Fowler, who also directed the first one. Uh, starring J- returning for this movie, James Marsden as Tom Wachowski, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, Ben Schwartz voicing Sonic, Tika Sumter as Maddie Wachowski, then introducing Idris Elba as the voice of Knuckles, then Natasha Rothwell reprises her role as Rachel, Adam Pally revises his role as Wade Deputy. And then Sh- Dreamy Shamar Moore <laughs> as Randall. Um, oh, and Lee Majadoub uh, as Agent Stone. So, And then re- uh, I would say reprising her role, but voicing... Uh, the voice talents of Colleen O'Shaughnessy as the voice of Tails, who is the OG voice of Tails. So they always got the OG voice actor for Tails. So that's yeah. that's cool. So she was Got apparently ex- not only were fans excited that she got to voice uh, Tails, so was she apparently. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, so Sonic's back. He's doing his thing as mm-hmm. blue as blue lightning or blue whatever. Uh, Thank you. Blue Justice. Since Blue Batman Justice, that's what it was. Tuesday. Yes, Blue Justice. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Blue Justice. <laughs> that's what it was. And, uh, you know, trying to do his best to help, but maybe not the most... I don't know. The, it causing mayhem as he's trying... He's becoming more of a hurt than a help sometimes. <laughs> a tad bit reckless. Yeah, just a hair. Or, sorry, just a... A quill. Just a quill. There we go. <laughs> but so Tom and uh, so Tom has a talk with them about, you know, being a hero is more than just, you know, trying to save people. It's about putting others before yourself and to do the right thing. And, you know, a real message right at the beginning that helps kind of set the tone for the rest um then after they get back from their little fishing trip tom and maddie end up going to rachel's wedding so sonic is left up you know is left home alone with the dog yeah and uh so soon after that speech (laughs) yep so i'm like all right man that's uh that's a choice yeah and then uh you know, it cuts to Dr. Robotnik getting stuck, still stuck on the mushroom planet. Uh, he rigs up some sort of gadget to where he can open a portal, more or less. And, or he sends out more like a beacon type of thing. And one of the ring portals opens up, enters Knuckles. I was surprised it was so soon. I was like, man, right? already. Yeah, like that. Well, and here's the thing: the first, I believe, the first Sonic Two trailer did not have Knuckles in it. I feel because it was like fairly short. It was kind of, yeah, like it had tails, like it had a lot of tails in it, but it didn't didn't really show Knuckles. And I really think that could have been like the best kept hidden secret. Yeah, it's just not showing Knuckles at all. But nope. They could have like had the portal open, shadowy figure come through, and just Jim Carrey's reaction, like, "Oh, all right," <laughs> and then just not showed him until later. Yeah, or done like, "Who are you?" Yeah, yeah and then just cut away. Oh uh, well, or maybe there's the voice and like, "Oh, shit, yeah, he just helps in this." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> "Oh he's shoot, <laughs> oh shoot, he's getting help out from Black Superman." Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> uh, Robotnik's in the, in the driving. He's in the driving seat now. <laughs> oh Lord, help us all. Yeah. And then later uh, on, boom. Yeah, boom. Kind of yeah. like Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman. Right. We did just, need to see it in the trailer. Just yep. Just boom. She's just there. Yep. Uh. So yeah, then Knuckles and Robotnik team up to basically take down Sonic. And turns out they're all trying to get this Emerald Gem that will control give them ultimate. Give the owner ultimate control. Uh, you find out some backstory about Sonic's planet uh, and Longclaw. She was apparently a protector of some of this Emerald Gem, and uh, Knuckles' tribe were the protectors of it, or you know they were 
supposed to be. They had the war with the, you know, with the owls over who gets to keep more or less who gets to keep the emerald. And turns out that nobody knew where, knows where it is, but Longco apparently had a map or something like that. So that's the thing everyone's going after in this movie is this shiny emerald gem. But of course they have to try and find it. Tails is there to help Sonic because apparently she's a big fan of Sonic. Yeah. Or he, he, I did not know until the very end of the movie that Tails was a he. I'm just saying. I mean, just like Bart Simpson being voiced by female voice actress. Right. Yeah. Right. But I just, I mean, I didn't know either. Yeah. I just kind of look like a female too, but anyways, it's apparently a he. I'm like, Oh, all right. (laughs) Did not know. Because we just weren't there yet, you know, age wise. (laughs) So, but there's a lot, you know, the. So they go after the thing. There's a bunch of Easter eggs. If you go on IMDb's trivia, it will tell you all the different Easter eggs that are in this movie from all from like four or five different versions of the video game. And I actually played Sonic Mania on the Switch yesterday. And just in the opening of it, you know, it's like, oh, hey, this is from the movie. Oh, hey, look, they used this in the movie, too. Yeah. So I'm playing a level and Grayson's like, I don't remember this part in the movie. I'm like, it's wasn't not everything in this game is from the movie. It's just a couple of things they were able to kind of uh, take inspiration from and put in the movie. So but there's a lot of a lot of different things. So if you are a fan of the Sonic video games, this thing is like Easter egg heaven, apparently is just. But for those of you that haven't only played the original and not much else, there's still quite a bit to enjoy. This movie, uh, Grayson loved it. She thought it was a blast. I thought it was 30 minutes too long. Yeah. Because even at an hour and a half, we went at 6.30. Mm-hmm. 6.30 show. And, you know, with about 30 minutes, left, she's like, I'm tired. And I'm like, yeah, it's 8 o'clock. Like, it... Sometimes I think studios forget who their target audience is. Yeah. So, it's... I think a lot of them think, well, they'll stick around for a two, two and a half hour, you know, Marvel movie. They'll stick around for this. This one, I think the age group is a little bit younger than your most Marvel movie group people. Also, you could have cut out 30 minutes and made this a lot tighter and still made it and still had to be real, you know, entertaining. But for me, I, I would have liked it to have about 30 minutes cut out. So, but that's just me. I still thought, you know, it was for these two movies it's just more the same i mean but in a good way i don't mean that as a as a negative i mean that as it's it's still got a lot it's still a lot of fun it's still great for kids there's still a lot of good jokes in it like idris alba's knuckles is hilarious because he's just so not of this you know of that world he's just a warrior that doesn't quite get humor which makes him funny. Yeah. And he's just all about business. So it's just, there's a lot of good jokes at his, his expense, so to speak. And, uh, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Drax in, in the first, uh, guardians movie where he's so very, yeah. <laughs> specific and yeah. literal. Oh, yeah. Very literal. 
And, um, but yeah, I thought it was good as a sequel, you know, because I liked the first movie, which is why I went to see this one. Not like the last Sonic game I played was Sonic 2 on the Game Gear. And so that's the last Sonic I played. I think it was the first and last. Um, and then I have like a Sega Genesis collection that has the Sonic games on there. So I tried those out, but it's a lot of that I don't know. You know, I kind of recognize some things like the, the, the Emerald they had. I recognize and then something that happened at the end. I was like, okay, I recognize that just from watching clips, but I thought it was pretty decent, you know, um, as a sequel because they could have just totally dropped the ball. But. And also there is a mid credit scene. Yeah. Um, so be sure to stick around for that so you can and I knew see what was what... going on there. I was like, ah, I know what they're about to do. And then, yes. So I know, I know same. enough. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm like, because before we were going, uh, Grace is like, is there a Sonic 3? I said, well, this one makes a lot of money. There will be. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just a probably. And so after the movie was over, uh, she was like, uh, she's like, is there something afterwards? I said, probably we're going to stick around and find out. And sure enough, there was. So, yeah. So stick around. You'll probably, whatever you think it might be, it probably is. Cause I kind of guessed it. So, well, one thing we haven't seen is this and like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's just one. So once you see it, you don't have to stay for the rest. Yep. So there you go. And then, cause they know, cause they're always smart enough to know that most parents have already had their kids in there for two hours and they probably need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So, uh, probably good to get this out of the way early. So, yeah, yeah. Sonic 2. Check it out. It's actually a lot of fun. So, um, I've been pleasantly surprised by how entertaining these are. So, they have not officially dropped the ball on this one yet. So, guess we shall see. I think they managed to keep everybody together, cast wise, director, keeping it consistent. Yep. That'll, that'll help out in the long run. Exactly. Maybe trim down the time a little bit. Trim the fat. So, Hour 45. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of that stuff at the wedding didn't need to be in there. That that's, yeah. that, that yeah. side story, yeah. story could have been cut out. Or at least yeah. trimmed down a lot. Yeah. Been trimmed down a lot. And then. There's a lot they didn't need to show. Yeah. Nope. You know where they are and and still have what happened there happened just cut you know like you said trim the fat <laughs> so yeah all right although all right. yeah <laughs> i will yeah. say rachel's scene when she mm-hmm. confronts someone oh that yeah was, that was pretty badass <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i did i mean i dug it yeah, yeah. fire in like, the background as she walks forward yeah yeah, yeah i was like that was uh, cool but eh, it should have been deleted I, <laughs> but that's an extra or something yeah yeah all right all right uh last thing I watched was a movie called The Night House. It is currently on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost rented it when it was on iTunes for rental, but I, I think there was other stuff going on, so I didn't watch it. Uh, runtime, it came out last, or technically came out in 2020, but uh, due to COVID and everything, they had to delay it. So, um, anyways, so it's an hour and 47 minutes long rated R it. So the summary is a widow begins to uncover recently deceased her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. So the way I worded it, uh, it is it's called the night house. It 
also, or how to grieve, how to grieve with a ghost. So, so uh, it stars Rebecca Hall, who I think is a phenomenal underrated actress, as Beth, uh, Sarah Goldberg as Claire, Vondi Curtis Hall as Mel, Evan uh, Jonakit as Owen, and Stacy Martin as Madeline. The so basically, uh, Rebecca Hall plays a teacher whose husband, Owen, commits suicide. And she's uh, she's grieving, so she's trying to find out. Or she's grieving, she's watching like old, you know, uh, home videos and stuff like that. And strange things start occurring at their house that he had built uh, over by a lake. And she just starts going through stuff in the house, like floor plans, and finds out like the floor plans done like in this weird kind of maze type thing. So you're wondering if that has something to do with it, like is what he did like more of a, does it seem like it's more of a uh, cult type thing? And like, was he into some stuff that, she didn't know about, um, but you know, things start occurring at the house as far as like ghost type things. So she ends up finding his phone, or I guess photos from his phone, and he apparently was going around taking a bunch of pictures of other women that look very similar to his wife, like same height, built, hair color, just different just different in the face just a little bit so there's like this twist about him having this uh secret life that she didn't know about and it's about her trying to uncover it and then you kind of find out he was into he had a much much darker side to him and it's about her trying to uncover what was going on but at the same time, she's like still grieving his death and not believing a lot of things. And yeah, it's very interesting. It's I liked it because it parts of it. There are parts of it that reminded me of uh, the others with Nicole Kidman in this, like the creepy kind of ghost things are happening. It's they're not they don't really rely on jump scares like a horror movie would, but it's more of a thriller and kind of use sound and different other suspenseful techniques to try and to try and uh, scare you or kind of have you on the edge there. The ending, I, I wasn't a real big fan of the ending. Just it didn't seem like the kind of payoff I wanted, I guess, for an ending of this movie. But overall, I really did enjoy it. It is, again, pretty suspenseful. Uh, Rebecca Hall, amazing as always. Um, she did a, an independent film some years back, about five years ago, I guess, called Christine, and she is absolutely amazing in it. I know she got a lot of, uh, I know she got a lot of praise for her role in that, but she, uh, trying to think of what year that came out, it's bugging me now, but it's 2016. Um, 
it was a biopic uh, story of Christine Chubbuck, uh, a 1970s TV reporter struggling with depression and professional frustrations as she tries to advance her career. So it's, if you can find that, that's an amazing um, character piece for her to, that she did. Uh, she really enjoyed the limited visual effects and, you know, that they've used more practical effects because she made this coming off of uh, Godzilla versus Kong, where it was mainly green screen. So yeah. she really appreciated the actual <laughs> acting in front of an actual set and not a green screen. So, yeah. Um, but if you get, if you can, I would recommend this. And if you, you know, it's, it's a good, nice little thriller to watch. The night house and at a good sweet spot of an hour and 47. Ooh. That is all I got. <clears throat> all right. My final contribution. Um, <clears throat> I watched ambulance, which also came out on the eighth. So a uh, runtime of two hours, and 16 minutes directed by Michael Bay. And if you're familiar with Michael Bay, you pretty much never, know what you get into. <laughs> never heard of him. Must be a new director. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> stars Jake Gyllenhaal as Danny Sharp, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as Will Sharp, and Issa Gonzalez as Cam Thompson. So, per IMD, IDMB, blah, blah. Yep, that, that place too. Per that place. <laughs> this movie is about two robbers that steal an ambulance after their high school's awry. So, <clears throat> basically, it starts off with Will. He's on the phone with the insurance company trying to get uh, approved for surgery for his wife because she has cancer. But the surgery is like an experimental surgery and insurance doesn't want any parts of it. So... I guess he's planning to do this out of pocket. He doesn't have the funds, so he goes to his brother, Danny, who basically Will's adopted. He was brought into the family. and um, But Danny doesn't have the money either because he's invested his finances into this heist that he's trying to pull off by robbing a bank. Well, of course. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. So. Got to spend money to make money. <laughs> yeah. So, Sorry, but <laughs> you gotta spend money. You gotta spend money to steal money. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. So, um, Will's wife doesn't like Danny, and she wants him to. She wants Will to no longer associate with him because he's just trouble. But you know, he he lies to his wife about he's going to an interview for a driving job and whatnot, just to get out of the house, and he goes to see Danny. Um. So all he's wanting to do is borrow money. That's it. But like I said, Danny doesn't have it. And he just and Will reluctantly joins him on this heist. Now the the crew that he already that Danny already put together are kind of skeptical and questioning, like how is this person just walking in and gonna be a part of this this heist? And you know we've done all this planning, and you know you gotta be in sync to this. And they're not they're not happy about him being a part of it because they don't know him. And it's like you know what's all this about? And of course, per the trailer, things just don't go right. All right. <laughs> and you know shit hits the fan. Um, but keep it short. It's just Michael Bay being Michael Bay. All of the quick edits for the fight for the, the driving sequences. Mm-hmm. And it's still not gonna match the the driving sequence in Bad Boys Two. Like that's still yeah, that's nothing you know. But um, it's a lot of his 
You mean low angle. not seen Point Break or Bad Boys 2? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So it, there's, there's, of course, a lot of his signature low angle shots, panning around characters, and mm-hmm. just, you know, just normal bayisms. <laughs> um, the movie, it ended the way I figured it was going to. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun, just turn your brain off kind of thing to watch. It's not much on story or plot. It's mostly, like, most of the time I'm sitting there watching these action sequences. I'm like, what is even going on? Like, stuff mm-hmm. is happening. Cars are being blown up that shouldn't. He's, like, the driving skills just dropped. <laughs> but, like, okay, I guess this is just happening just for, ooh, that was cool. Ooh, that was cool. So, I feel, like yeah. cool, I feel like cool car chases and explosions and all that cool don't don't go in in expecting a lot of depth because there's not a lot of depth (laughs) no it's a michael bay movie they don't really it was cool it was cool it was all right (laughs) okay i will of course probably wait till streaming or rental to check that one out Um, too many well then i've got too many other stuff still on my list at the theater to go see so, yeah, th- yeah. Don't don't be in a rush to this one. You know, yeah. It'll be there. It'll be it'll there. Be. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, do you have a favorite Michael Bay movie? Um, I mean, I haven't seen all of his. Like, I've heard some of the good ones. A lot of the good ones I haven't watched outside of Bad Boys One and Two, and then maybe the I, maybe the first Transformers was okay, yeah. but I don't once I have a favorite. <laughs> Like, Not a favorite. The Rock? Have you seen The Rock? I haven't seen that one. That's that's oh. one. That's that's one of the ones. That, oh, the good put that ones on I your watched yet. Yeah, man, put that on your yeah. list. That's actually. Yeah. I dude, I actually saw the trailer of this, where if you like The Rock, and then they're like The Rock in the in the then you cut to the clip in here where they talk about The Rock. I'm like, bro, if you have to say if you like The Rock, you'll like this. One, you're speaking to a very specific demographic. <laughs> Yeah. That had been around to see you're the cheating. Rock. You're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, that's not a good sign of how what what you think of your own movie. You know, of how well you think this movie's going to perform. Now, I did see where uh, he hated the special effects in this movie. Like he has panned his own movie, talking about how he was not he was not uh, happy with the way it turned out. And blah blah blah, blah. like, dude, don't shit on your own movie, dude. Just let it come out first. <laughs> Do yeah. his thing. Then, no, no, I'm trying to find excuses. I mean, he was a visual effects supervisor before he was a director. Yeah, so I get that, but still, man, maybe I don't know. Help him out, or I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but don't crap on your own movie, dude. That's bad form. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, this is Jake Gyllenhaal's third movie. That's a remake of a Danish film. Uh, the other okay. two being The Guilty and Brothers, which yeah, I haven't seen either one of those. Brothers is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, Brothers is real good. I, would, I that one I would recommend for sure because that one's actually pretty good. Some good acting chops in that one. But, uh, well, Mephisto was right. Not Mephisto. Sorry. Mysterio was right. There we go. Was this was all just a Mysterio illusion? Yeah, I was like, it's a cool. Just, you got you got Mysterio and Black Manta. So. Yeah. See. Cool. 
Right. It's a side, it's a side, side trip. Indeed. Multiversal stuff. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, trailers, oddly enough, there isn't much. Uh, as you saw, much as I, um, during Sonic 2, they did the trailer for Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. I legit thought this was a Hong Kong fooey. Yes, that's what I thought too. I'm like, I was like, oh, we're getting our Hong, Hong Kong fooey. Okay. No, no, like, no. It's it's definitely not that. Like, Hong who's Hank? Yeah. <laughs> Hong Kong fooey samurai edition, I guess. Hank, a lovable dog with a head full of dreams about becoming a samurai, sets off in search of his destiny. Uh, coming out July 15th uh, with a runtime of one hour, 37 minutes, starring the voices of Michelle Yeoh, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Sarah, Ricky Gervais, uh, Mel Brooks, Dinjaman Hansu, uh, Asif Mandiv, George Takai, Gabriel Iglesias, Kathy Shim, and Kylie Kuyoka. So. And then... Uh, Dropped today. I have not watched it, nor do I plan on watching it. They dropped, I guess, a Dreams trailer for, or at least that's what's entitled, for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which comes out May 6th, though, right around the corner. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I've seen enough already. Too much already, maybe. Yeah, that first so, trailer was, <laughs> they showed was it Spider-Man was enough. Yeah. yeah, that was more than, I'm like, bro, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like the Sony DR's trailer? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. We're good. We're good. They just give out too yeah. much. I'm just like, come on. Yeah. Um and then from our friends at A24. <laughs> Marcel the Shell with shoes on. This is an animated feature. Like animated live action mix feature. Yeah. Uh that is coming out June 24th, uh, rated PG, so that's new for them, <laughs> at an hour and 29 minutes. A feature adaptation of the animated short film interviewing a mollusk named Marcel, starring Jenny Slate as Marcel. Well, the voice, I'm sure. Uh, Dean Fleischer Camp as Dean, also the writer slash director of the film. Isabella Rosalini as Connie and Joe Gabler as Haysack as a Haysack rep. So and then uh, Samuel Painter, 16 minutes camera operator and produced and uh, Leslie Stahl as the uh, interviewee. Rosa Salazar, most people will know her from Alita Battle Angel um, is also in this as uh, Larissa. So that comes out uh, June 24th. So I'm sure it'll be amazing. And that's it as far as movies. Now TV, uh, season two of Russian Doll finally coming out. So that's coming dropping uh, April 29th. So like a couple weeks. And then uh, season two of The Flight Attendant on HBO Max is coming out on the 21st. So all those trailers are now out and available. Boom. That's all I got, man. Alrighty. Hopefully we were able to cover that not in just this multiverse, but hopefully in the others as well. Yeah. So but seriously, everybody should go see everything everywhere 
all at once, or as I call it, A24 in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yep, A24 strikes first. <laughs> yep, strikes first with a win. Um, yeah. See if Doctor Strange can can uh, match up. There's no, if there are no hot dog fingers, this can be hard to do. So, where do you go from there? I mean, that's the peak. <laughs> yep, there you go. The bar has been set high. Yes. <laughs> okay. With that being said, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Um, please leave us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. Um, if you have a favorite Michael Bay movie, we would also love to hear that as well. Uh, no explanations needed. No judgment. Because it's all about love. At least in this multiverse, maybe not another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.